0: This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org.
1: Hello there and welcome to episode 8 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. Today we're going back in our archive to 2014, where we have a hangout with Mike Hewitt, who's church planting in East London. Mike will be talking about how we can maintain an evangelistic focus in our church plants. Now, for part of this Hangout, there are some issues with the sound quality, but we wanted to bring you the Hangout anyway, because what Mike has to say has such useful information in it that we think it is worth a listen regardless. You can find this full Hangout, including all of the notes and the Q&A with Mike afterwards at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org episode 8. So here's Mike.
0: Hello uh, everyone, <laughs> nice to see you all. Enjoying the weather? Everyone out, Right, um, I've been given the title Keeping the whole thing outward looking and evangelistic. So that's what we're doing. Um, I've got three things I'm going to say in terms of principles. They're very simple and sometimes the simple things we can miss. So I'm going to give you three things that are principles and then we'll that. So the three things are, first thing, is if you want to think keep things looking outward and evangelistic the first thing is the vision or intention that you need to agree together that's what you're doing. In other words, it's got to be your main thing. So you might have a lot of other things that you've got planned up. You know, so people say we want to make a difference in the community, we want to have a loving community, and all those are sort of good things, but Jesus said go into the world and make disciples that's, he didn't say go and actually start a church, although obviously that's what the early church interpreted making disciples as, but Jesus said the heart of it is making disciples. So in other words, if you're truly disciples, then you're going to um, have a community. A uh, people say well, we want a loving community. Well, uh, yeah, but actually, you know, the loving community is about being attractive to people who see you love one another so they'll be drawn to Jesus. So the number one issue is always... Winning people to just so people say well we can do lots of social action stuff great but you have to keep that vision absolutely foremost in your mind uh because that's what it's about that's the heart and the rub of it uh, and uh we need to just keep in mind as so the healthy of it will go so you know when and you, with that as a vision, you've got to talk, everything you do has got to have that purpose, isn't it? So you just need to make sure everybody's on board with that purpose, especially in the early days when people might join for all sorts of reasons, come and join your Christians or whatever, keep the vision, make sure that they know you are about making disciples. So, so you, you know, we're going to do this event, we're going to do, we're going to join up with Food Bank, well, you will probably do that when you, you're your beginning, but whatever, it's always, actually, we want to make I- disciples. We're, so having some trouble some, with the, we're having some trouble with the feed i think um it might be best to knock the video off and just do the audio because the connection's really bad um at least it is for me um right, so we'll I do that sorry mate that's all right try that now hopefully we get a better connection okay is that better yeah you hear me? what was i doing then to start okay that's great All right, then so the the question I think you've got to ask this evening you know when we talk finish talking is would you see one in the room would you say that your um, resolve to have you know keeping everything outward looking and evangelistic that's your number one routine you do need to press out because you will never do it if you don't have that as your number one thing So uh, I'm sure that the dream and the heart, but you have to set around the room because people have all sorts of agendas. That's what you need, everyone in the team. Uh, even if it's not there, they want to do uh, to make a difference and all the rest of it. Actually, first and foremost, so um, that's the thing I think is uh, motivating people to reach out. And I think obviously, You've got two ways of doing that. You either do it with grace and faith, or you do it with fear, law, shame, or some sort of competitiveness. And, uh, you know, the heart, obviously, of what we do is that we are Jesus. We love Jesus, and we're filled with what he's done for us and want to tell other people about that. And that's the heart of it. But the thing is that when we motivate people or we we get up and, come on, we've got to do it, we've got to do it, it can be very driven, it looks the same on the app. we're doing all this stuff, but actually, genuine, what God's looking at is our heart, and grace and faith are the basis of what we're meant to do to reach out. That affects everything, so, for a leader, and you are, you, you, you team, and you a small church, and that, if you are a very driven person, you will catch people up in drivenness, no doubt about that will be you know it could be for all sorts of reasons behind that but you will catch them up not in greater faith and actually to be honest you're just building guilt and people will feel they won't want to do that they'll soon fuck out. but if you are building definitely at the heart of it you know we love jesus and this is i really want to tell people then that's so important and the thing that that affects is of course then you're not trying to make people all the same in how they will do that and can you you're not trying to Make them all do it your way. So grace and faith. This is all obvious, I know, but it's very important just to ask us. So the second question you can ask, first question you can ask one another is, is it at the heart of a thing? The second question is, what is, what that, what does the motivation come over like? Are we being motivated by grace and uh, and faith, or are we feeling very guilty? So that's the second thing. The third thing, which is pretty obvious as well, is the need to keep the balance between individual and the community and that's so important so in the past everything about evangelism was individual my individual witness and so on and so on now it's become uh, much more the community what we do together we do alpha we get everybody on alpha we do street we do treasure hunt together we have the events we bring people together to which is great but the things are balanced because if we neglect helping people and equipping people to reach out individually and we don't encourage that personally and we feed everything into the corpora then what happens is that basically people do not learn how to do the stuff themselves and actually what happens is it's all down to the leader or the supposed evangelist and actually often nothing much happens so you can put a lot of things on no one becomes a christian why is that because no one's talking to them personally about Jesus. They're waiting for them, the, the person at the front or the event to do it and all that sort of thing. So sounds I'm not saying the corporate's wrong. No, it's very important. There's a lot of stuff out there and what you can do and you can pick up ideas and so on. My, what I'm saying is this, you've got to have balance. So I think it's a good question to ask. In the early church, it's interesting, isn't, uh, there was, the early church was a massive growth and in the end Jesus said, Right, I've got to get these people out. So he it, it says in Acts, Acts eight that the church went out, the community the church people went out and they made this up was they gossip the gospel and actually the leaders, the apostles stayed behind. They were left behind. And it what brought the massive growth and the breakout was the individuals or maybe they did it together. The point was it wasn't just bringing them or, or just focused on things. So you need that balance. And we can be, because we're so concerned to, to grow our church, we can forget actually that we need to develop individuals in order for that to even happen. And so, um, lots, and I think when you do balance the individual thing, then what you're doing is lots of encouragement for people to be themselves, to take life as intentional for them so that our thinking it's my task to make disciples. It's my task to, to, to win people. So that they're part of the adventure that Jesus wants them to be. And, of course, when we build them towards the gift in grace, then all sorts of things happen. Someone asked for the other day to me from the USA Today. It was in the main headline news, and it was about who um, she was in—her uh, mother was seriously ill, and she— Stopped working for a while to go and nurse her mother. And when she'd gone back home to her her flat or wherever, she had this um, debt, outstanding debt on her ring. And she had just a few days to pay it or they were going to kick her out. She was desperate. She was desperate. Anyway, she went to her. She worked in a restaurant waitress. And uh, the story goes that she, um, a couple, um, some food and it was all very nice and all of it, was and uh, they were all very friendly anyway and then they went and when she came to there was a tip of $1,000 with a little note saying Jesus has blessed us, he told us to bless you. Now the f- result of that, one somebody saying it's my responsibility to follow jesus and be a disciple of jesus and reach out if you like in all sorts of ways they did it maybe they had that gift of giving or whatever but they worked it that way in such a way that it made headline news in the newspapers and affected this woman radically for jesus so it just you know when we when the church per se personally individually are stirred and motivated the impact can be phenomenal as well as when we do it together so we need both those things and um, I think it's uh, important. We must be careful in terms of the principle of being in a community, because obviously there is the gift of an evangelist. But truthfully, to be honest, there's only one person who's called an evangelist in the New Testament, and that was after he'd done a lot of stuff. And I think our human trait is to label people too quickly. So what happens is excuses the rest. We go, oh, that's not my gift, I don't do that. And the other thing, of course, is we don't label at all. In which case, nobody knows where they fit. But but the thing is, if you if you think corporate all the time, if you think this is we're in this community, we're going to reach out as a community, fine. But you must think the individual too. So that's all. So those are three things. And I would love you at the end to ask yourself the three questions I've put to you. Okay, um, vision is it the nub and the heart of our vision? Are we motivated by grace and faith amongst yourselves? You can ask that one. And the third thing is, do we have that balance or is it all just about bringing people and not equipping us? So how can we keep the person alive? So I just give you some things on that. I think for me, keeping our personal evangelism and reaching out alive is giving lots of encouragement and that story of opportunities you know, wanting to do it, failures, successes, whatever, but as many stories as, if you can in your life, as you chat with people, as leaders, as you run the, your, your gatherings together, make it a part of what you can that's important. Stories not just told by you but others. If you hear someone who had get them to, to talk it out, get them to say. What I've found over the years is you 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 encourage a different group of the church so you have in the church these people who are very active and very public maybe in your public meetings and they looked as very spiritual but what you'll find is when you encourage stories of witness and testimony and opportunity and failure and success and all that you will find another sort of people will come to the and they're not the same it's really strange but obviously it's gift mix and all the rest of it but i think if you just uh, what, what happens is the church is modelled by those who run and do public church meetings well. That's what becomes the thing. But actually, if you model by encouragement the, 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 those who talk about Jesus and encourage them, then you actually build them up. And that becomes what you're about. And that, beca- that fits your vision. So that's very, very important. So I would say give uh, lots of opportunities of encouragement and, 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 and so on. I think you need to give time to do stuff. I mean, the trouble is with church plant, you can get so busy doing stuff, so you've got your midweek group, your leaders meeting, you must have got to pray something, you must pray lots and so on, and to be honest, it takes time for people to develop friendships, Get have a drink with a friend, take to an evening, you know, it takes time to honour your family, to do your work, to have time to reach other people, and I know sometimes you think, well, if we give them lots of time, nobody will bother, but actually if you... Putting the encouragement in and giving time, it's a value thing. If you value it, you put time for it. There's so many other things to do, but if it's your vision and your value, you need to give that time to encourage that personal thing. And And the, the third thing I put is give training. You have to train people for it. And I think, like, probably the Bible's way, if you, you know, Paul, I mean, one of the greatest at outreaching people, and here he is, you know, he's been arrested. Uh, in Jerusalem, in the temple, and the crowd are baying for his blood. The the centurions come in, rescue him. They carry him on their shoulders. He says, can I speak to the crowd? So they put him on the steps. What does he do? He just tells his story. When he gets to King Agrippa and Festus, what does he do? Three times we hear Paul's story, told in slightly different ways to adapt things, but he just tells his story. Yeah, and I think we just miss out that whole getting everyone to tell their story. And I know over the years we, in the church, you always get someone at any opportunity to tell how they become a Christian. You might have heard it before, but it doesn't matter because you then, them to hear their story, to tell it, to practice it and so on. It's so important. And that's a training thing. You know you can do it you know together and you can do it as a thing of course you can just make it part of the life of the church that your story is important the problem is with people especially a lot of Christians get born again when they're young they think I haven't got much of a story but they do have a story of what God's done in their life recently provision miracle healing you know all that stuff just Pile in the stories. Every time you're together, say, well, there's no time for that. Well, make time if it's a priority. You want people to be winning their friends and telling their friends. And, hey, what well, accountability? Why don't you say, you know, every week, hey, see if you have an opportunity to tell your story to someone. Um, you know, it's good to do that. I think, too, just helping people with the simple, you know, so when everything you do with outward, so encouraging them to pray for their sick friends all the time, encouraging them to personally pray. Now, people obviously do that in their do treasure hunting. They do that together. But, hey, what about in their life, just on a day-to-day basis? To be honest, that for me has been the most uh, useful thing. When I don't know what to say to someone, or I don't know how to start a conversation, but there's always a need that comes up. You say, can I pray for you either there or pray for them another time? And the number of times that, we always sing, well, God will answer. Of course he'll answer. He loves them to bits, and, you know, things will happen, and we need to encourage that. It's, you know, that's anybody can do that. You know, well I'll just pray for you, or I will get people to pray for you, or, I'll, you know, Michael will pray for you, or something. You know, just encouraging that is a regular thing, just stirring that up and making the, the excitement, and that's, of course, then people have to tell one another, hey, I had this chat, and I was able to, come or whatever, uh, and that's so important. people with, you know, just how to, to give the gospel. You know, just simple A, B, C, D of the gospel. Admit your, admit your sin of believing Jesus. Consider his demands. Do something about it. Get baptized. I mean, just the A, B, C, D. Just tell people some basic things and help them to, to do that. It's so important because otherwise what happens is people, even in your gap, even you gather lots of people together, they're all waiting for someone at the front or someone else to do the business. And to be honest, that they've lost the joy that they can be scurrying around, talking to people, chatting, and even them having the joy of uh, leading people to Jesus and talking to people. So I would encourage lots of training. That way, I'm not talking about books and I'm not talking about official manuals. I don't think they work, to be honest. People say, I'll do a training course, that's it. It's got to be fed, drip fed all the time through life in the church. And it's very simple, testimony, encouraging praying for the sick, all that sort of thing. And I always say to people, use other people's stories or use something you're reading in the Bible. I, you know, just give examples of that. The other day I was, uh, I popped into Top's Tiles to get some um, grout from the, the, the tiles of Gay So I'll get some grout. So the bloke said to me, oh, he, he was very philosophical. He said, oh, I hope you've had, um, what's sort the of day you're having? Are you, is it a good day you're having? He's trying to be sort of doing his, uh, making you feel nice in the shop skill. And um I said, well, oh, it's a bit heavy first thing in the morning. I said, was a week to my little boys in the morning. I said, oh, I was reading about the Bible this morning, Ecclesiastes, just like, what you, you know, I said, it's really depressing. You're asking me that question, and this book's telling me how depressing life is. What's the purpose? Well that was it, he was off his blow. Yeah, what is the purpose? I mean done, I mean I try and keep fit. I mean I I'm I've, I've been, I've been I've had a friend who was very seriously ill. Well, I said, Didn't it make you think life's short? And immediately we're into it. I said, But you know, many years ago when I was a young lad, I, I give my life to Jesus. I asked him into my life to, and I know where I'm going where well, I die. He doesn't worry me. And suddenly we're into a great conversation, a little bit of testimony. But all it was was just thinking that actually the What I'm reading, what I'm hearing on something, it relates and encouraging stories like that. So people have done they're being the same person in gathering as they are outside. There's so many unbelievers they are with a believer. It's just having the conversation. That's what you want to build in. That's normal and natural. And that's what you want. That's what you want to encourage. So that's the training. And I think, you know, I guess you may have to encourage people maybe as a leader, that's not where your strength is, but well, giving your story could be a thing you'd be you'd be honest where you are your failures and weaknesses that will help other people actually others will rise to the base so that's very very important so I would say uh, in a minute when we look at it you need to say are we giving encouragement are we giving time for this are we training people in the life I'm not talking about calls course I'm talking about in everyday life so that's that so I hope you find that helpful and what I want to do is just um, give you a little bit of um Someone showed me this, and I found it really helpful, a little bit of assessment of where you are in terms of being outward-looking and encouraging. And it's interesting, the guy just at the beginning there was saying, well, we're getting people along, but we need to get them beyond Christians. And so I, I, this guy drew up a, a square and with four corners, and you could do that afterwards, just a square with four corners. And on the first corner, you just want to put contacts, right? Because to be honest, if you're not connecting with people, you're never going to reach people. You've got to have as many connections as you can, don't matter how they come, and it's not, and the more the people in the church reach out, the more you're going to have, even if they're not, you're not doing it together corporately, they're going to have lots of connections, lots of connections, as many as possible, um, and of course you encu- encourage those connections, so you need to, oh, okay, Do we have lots of connections? Are we in touch with literally hundreds of people? You should be, even if if there's 10 or 15 in the church, you know, you you probably, you could be affecting thousands of people. Just each of you individually has got numbers of people. I think we're too quick to um, try and get uh, our own things sorted out. So we don't give people, we, we think of connections, so we think, well, we better put something on. But... If you're building personally reaching out, you don't have to put things on. For example, Classic is, um, and maybe it works more in London than other places, but it, I know London is, you know, especially where we are, there's so so many like mother and toddlers groups and, I don't know, keep fit groups and all that. Lots of churches put their own one on. We've got a building, let's put them, let's get them in our building. Fair enough, but to be honest, They'll just come to your key fit. They won't come Christian unless somebody someone talks to them. A better effective use of your time when you're small in a church plant is to send people to do that out there. They join the groups that already exist. You know, it always amuses me churches opening up a coffee shop when there's the, the towns are full of coffee shops. Why don't the Christians just go to the coffee shops and sit and talk to people? It almost feels like we have to do it as we have to get them in. But actually... Going out, especially when you're small, is so important. So don't even think, coffee shop, got a run a mother and toddlers, you got not connect with people. You connect with people. If you train people personally to reach out, then they'll do it in their community. Saves a lot of effort and a lot of money, to be honest. You're best off just getting people out there. So if you train them and help them with the stories and the using the Bible appropriately and all that and it put within them a sense of personal responsibility and adventure then actually you're going to reach out to Jesus, just a few of you, because you'll be there where the people are, which is very very important. So, but connection, so you're asking yourself, are we making as much of connections as possible? That's the first part of the triangle. Now, the second part is sharing. It's all very well having loads of people you connect with, lots of stories about oh, I met these and that and the other, but are you, and can your people share, are you, actually, the Jesus bit getting out there. And I say the Jesus bit, and again, I know some churches are really good at this, but some groups are really poor at it, you know. You go to their, their meetings, and Jesus, the name Jesus, don't get a mention. It's God this, and God that, and, you know, and to be honest, in our, well, especially where we are, probably where you are too, a multicultural diverse society, God don't mean nothing. God could be anybody. Jesus is what they, we've got to get confident with Jesus and that needs to come publicly in your meetings and everything like that. And you want them sharing about Jesus. So you've got to ask the question, okay, we've got the connections. Perhaps Jesus isn't being shared because nothing's happening or the people aren't becoming Christians. Ah, maybe because Jesus isn't being shared. So you need to ask that question. Perhaps people are not confident. Do they, you know, ask, have you been able to tell your story lady? Who had to try to tell their story to someone? Hey, why don't we do that? Let's write a list now of 10 people we'd like to tell our story to for one another right let's do that let's 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 pray you have an opportunity to tell your story and what's great about that is if you know someone for a long time even the old time you can say hey can i just tell you what happened to me and it's easy if they don't want to know they'll tell you shut up most times they'll listen to you and hear you out so that's very very important so that's the, the second part is shared so in this triangle of growing evangelistically and so on that's important so your connections are important how are we doing with that the sharing. How are we doing that? Of course, it's got to move on from sharing. This is where a lot of us get stuck, because we don't move on from there to what I would say, the training or the making of disciples, the moving it on. And uh, that's probably the bit where we all fall back on everyone else. So I might say a little bit about Jesus, and then what we do, we say, come to our Alpha. Come to this, come to that. I just give you three questions that I found helpful, right? To help people with. So when you've had a chat with someone, you ask them three things. It's very simple. You say, do you want to find out more about Jesus? That's the first question. Second question, where would you like to do that? Not come, because I've got somebody who can tell you, but where would you like to do it? In other words, you're going to them and their community and thirdly, have you got some friends that you'd like to do that with? Now, not a lot of people might have that. That might not work, but the New Testament model was always, you know, community. So the Philippian jailer, you know, he says, "Come back to my family." Yeah, the, the uh, Lydia and uh, the, uh, the prayer meeting. She said, "She said, come back and tell my household." You know, and so we think get that one person into our alpha, which is great because it's great for, um, you know, the church part and all the rest of It's encouraging, but actually. New test. right, well, we'll come to you, and who have you got? You can tell with it. So that's an important little thing. And this is, I think, where we fall down a bit because then every mile, and I can't do it. I've got to think of that uh, about really multiplying the training bit so that we, we help people. 2 Timothy 2 2. Teach others, teach faithful people so they can teach others who can teach others. In other words, you know, the whole training, teaching of the church isn't to gather everyone to teach them. It's to gather people to teach them so they can teach others who can teach others. So it's God said in such a way that actually when Fred has his conversation about Jesus, the person says, yeah, I would like to find out more. Fred is equipped. Hey, okay. I'll, I, I can help you. Step was saying, come to the meeting, come to the church, come to, you know, whatever. And there's loads more to say on that, but I think it's important. I'm, I'm not saying it's the only obviously, you invite them to Alpha and other things, is, is still there. But if we don't equip people and keep encouraging them to do this stuff, then we are, we're going to add, but we'll never multiply and we won't make the massive difference. Okay, so that's the... So, on this triangle, sorry, this square bit, okay, so the first corner's um, connection, connecting with my connection, the second one is who am I sharing with, am I sharing Jesus? Then it's are we actually have we broken into really discipling or training and you need to ask that question and where it's not working so the the guy is saying well we need to help them to become christians okay the question is what's going on there is it just prayer you need to pray into that of course but what's missing is there no one saying hey do you want to become a christian hey this is how you become christian you know pray this or you know consider jesus or whatever it is or let's look at this bit of the bible it that is the challenge okay okay so the, that's the, the third bit. And the fourth bit, of course, is community. That's the outcome of responding to Jesus, is wanting to be part of community. A community of love and of obedience that comes. And, you know, they want to share their life. They want to share communion. They want to submit to godly leaders and all the rest of it. That's what we're building into. And I think... We need to. And it's obvious. Of course, we say we want to come and be part of the community. But what if they already have a community? So some years ago, I felt I've made I felt made a big mistake by not understanding this. So we had a couple of fellas and their families get saved. They actually get saved with us. We were first to connect with them. They they. Through a friend who wasn't local, they prayed their prayer of commitment and met with Jesus. One of them mightily had a vision of Jesus and was just fantastic. right working class East End guys, known in the community, um, being naughty boys in their time, you know, dumb prison and all the rest of it. And so they came to our meetings and that was great. And they were, they just, they struggled with us, although we're a right mixed bag, they struggled with it. That they managed to do that. And so we started to meet, me and my wife Jill, meet them as two lots of families in one of them had a sunbed shop. They used to meet in the sunbed shop on Tuesday evenings. And what happened was they brought their community. So sometimes there were 20 of us in this sunbed shop, all either brand new Christians or unbelievers, and they were meeting with God. And that was just beautiful. So there was a real sense of community. So what we did wrong, what I did wrong, was say, right, come to our meetings. Well, it was a bridge too far, wasn't it? They already had a sense of community. They they knew one another. They actually, the guys who first they got some leadership. They were brand new Christians, only Christians a few months, and actually they were seeing their friends making response to Jesus. And so, for not to think of that fourth part of the square. Like actually, I should have said, "Hey, let's do church. This is church. You know, you be the leaders. I'll help you." so I missed the point and the uh, and the edge because we sell so a church plant. So I climbed this church plant, didn't I? Rather than say so actually Jesus wants to multiply churches straight away. He can do all sorts of things. And so the whole outward looking thing comes from the left downwards, if you're the leadership downwards. If your attitude is I want to build this to me and together that's great you want to build up something you've got to but all the time in your head and it's outreach it's going out it's going out and multiplying and so we basically out of that now one of the couple's done really well is in leadership not in our church now in the church we planted out brilliantly but the others around us i talk to them every now and then they haven't made any more progress it, you know we didn't we didn't do what we should have done and and I feel Mr. Twiss but it's a lesson for me. But if you and I think too, the other thing, and I I don't know where you are in terms of your cultures. You may be fine with just a very mono-cultural groups and area. But if you're in a multicultural group area, then we get all excited. You hear churches, we oh, we got different nationalities in our church. That's lovely. That's beautiful. You know, but the thing is, we shouldn't be boasting about the number of. But, of cultures in our church, what we want to be boasting about is the number in a culture that have got saved. And the problem is, if you take, a, like for us, a Bengali, and we see him saved, which we have done, and baptise them, and try and stick him in our culture, number one, they probably don't last because it's different culture, number two, who's going to reach their culture? we just yanked them out of their culture. So what we need to think of is, how can we multiply into the cultures and that means and you know i see it with the working class see it with also we need to raise up leaders for those cultures as well so all the time the whole thing is outward looking so when i say outward looking i don't just mean the gospel because i mean an attitude of what can we give away how can we see this goes jesus built his church and go to worry too much about that our job is to make the disciples and uh, that's what we need to give ourselves to so anyway If we would desire to have outward impact, that's our vision, then we need to make some serious things to make that happen. So i just go for them again. So what you need to do in a minute when we stop uh, is the three questions. Is it fundamental to our vision? Is it um, based on grace and faith that motivates? So we're really wanting to love Jesus and flow out of that. And keeping within who they are and not putting a personality pressure on them. You've got to be this, you've got to be that. And keeping the balance of individualism and community. So we do things together, but we give lots of room for people to reach, encouraging that. And then we do that by lots of encouragement, lots of time available, lots of training. And then I just mentioned the four assessments. You can assess where you are as a church and say, actually, we're stuck because we've not really got connection or contacts. We're stuck because we don't really talk about Jesus, though we have that. We're stuck because though we talk about Jesus got lots of connections, we're not really making disciples. And that's where you can put your prayer into and start to look at practical ways to do that. And maybe, well, we're not building into community. So those things are very important. And
1: um, I think that's too. So hopefully you found some real gems in there that you could apply in your own situation. Just to remind you, for the full hangout, including the notes and the Q&A with Mike, you can visit www.thebroadcastnetwork.org episode 8. And if you go to thebroadcastnetwork.org, you can find all of our church planting resources. We've got a full archive of hangouts and articles and audio and video materials. You can access all of that. You can also sign up to stay updated about the hangouts that are coming up in the future. That's thebroadcastnetwork.org.